Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. All right, so we had home runs. I mean, the ball was getting out of the ballpark in Oxford and Startville last night. Uh, Jacob Gonzalez is hitting 420. He could go number one in the Major League Baseball draft. Number one. Uh, Blake, did Will Clark go number two? Uh, ooh, I have to go back and look. I, you mind looking right. at that in the uh, 1985 draft, please, sir, after they were eliminated in the College World Series and the ball goes off Gene Morgan's ankle and blah, blah, Stop. blah. Stop. Relax with all that. All right. Sorry. Out of bounds. ESPN 105.9 The Zone uh, is brought to you by, well, let's go with the rack of lamb and the bacon wrapped shrimp. At Kessler Prime in the Renaissance, I'd love for you to pair that with a Long Branch bourbon, old-fashioned. And uh, that is part of the Wild Turkey Small Batch line, Long Branch, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, Oak and Texas Mesquite Charcoal Refined Long Branch Bourbon. Good morning. Welcome in. I am your host, Bo Bounds. Uh, Blake Mania is with me. Blake, disc golf this weekend? Yay, nay. Uh, I will be playing. It is not a tournament weekend. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, Will Clark went second behind a guy named B.J. Serhoff. I remember him. Yeah. What, he, did he go to the Brewers? He did. And he I played, had that baseball card. He played forever. So, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a bad pick, but it wasn't Will Clark. Right. So. That's right. Where, where did B.J., was he a um, high school or college He dude? was out of the University of North Carolina. He was a UNC kid? That's right. Tar Heel. I mean, damn. If you go back and look at uh, this 85 draft, it's 80. almost all college. Okay. Early. That okay. used to, the, was the Mark school, McGuire in that draft? Yeah, I think so. Hold on. Or, or was he the year before? He, he, no, he, he's, old, he's younger than Will Clark. Oh, was he the next year? I'm pretty sure McGuire's younger than Will Clark. Well, there you have it. All right. Uh, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Let me tell you about our giveaway, if Blake uh, may give me that answer here in a second. So we're giving away a big-time, really, really nice Ole Miss bag cooler. Uh, retail well over $100. Well-made uh, for an Ole Well, for whoever wins it, but uh, for maybe an Ole Miss fan. And we're giving away a Mississippi State football signed by Fred Smoot. How do you enter? Um, well, just show us that you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, Out of Bounds Sports, or Apple Podcast. Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounce, or Spotify. Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounce. I mean, if you have the app, too, and you want to throw that in, great. The Out of Bounds radio app. But I'm going to make you work a little bit. You got plenty of time. Um, you got a couple hours plus. Don't do it in the car. And uh, once you get to wherever you're going this morning, again, Old Miss Bag Cooler, super nice. We just put a picture on Instagram at bow underscore bounce, at bow underscore bounce. And I also throw up a picture of the football. So Probably. Fred Smoot signed Mississippi State football, super cool Old Miss Bag Cooler that's red with the blue Old Miss. You can't beat it. You could be the big winner. How do you enter? Show us that you're subscribed on one of those platforms. Apple Podcast, search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. Spotify, same thing. Now, it's a little bit different on YouTube. It's Out of Bounds Sports. Out of Bounds Sports. Blake changed the uh, pick profile on our YouTube page yesterday. It looks good. Uh, I was in a shocking turn of events. I was wrong. McGuire was drafted in 81. I didn't realize he was that old. Uh, He's that much older? Than- yeah, I didn't know that. Then Will Clark. I didn't remember him being. I, I thought that they were on yeah. the '84 Olympics team. He well, he was drafted in '81. Is what it says. Out uh, of what? Arizona State. No. What remember. did we say? USC. Yeah, I think that's Southern right. Southern Cal. Yeah. Uh, in the what if Jacob Gonzalez goes number one? Well, in the upcoming draft, he is the f- number five prospect according to MLB.com prospect list. Okay. Dylan Cruz at LSU is number one. Dylan it's Cruz. It's going to be hard to unseat Dylan Cruz. Okay. He's pretty nasty. Okay. All right. There you go. So, Dylan Cruz it is. But Jacob Gonzalez is number five right now. He's hitting 420. Pretty, pretty insane. He's hitting 420 with a 620 slugging percentage. That's good. I Last time I checked, that's solid. Pretty good. I'll win you a couple games. Yeah. All right. Let's switch gears to Will Rogers. On the Kevin Barbet offense, they're going to knock out two uh, practices in Starkville before spring break so that they can come back and get into pads, right? And it's the whole rev up period or whatever you want to call it. 
And this is Will Rogers, QB1, on Kevin Barbet's offense. I'm sure people are, like, giving me, like, the title of, like, a system quarterback or things like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you can play football or you can't. You know, it's football. You know, I don't care what system you're in. Either you can throw and catch the ball or you can't. So, um, you know, I think the biggest the learning curve for me has just been uh, learning the plays and, you know, what, what beats this versus this coverage and, um, you know, just getting us in the right play uh, offensively. So that was Will Rogers, who will be a fourth-year starter, Blake. Can you believe that? How many four-year starters have we had at Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and uh, and Southern Miss? Oh, my gosh. Probably none. John Bond? <laughs> okay. He started. I don't know about Reggie Collier. Um, Eli did not start until his redshirt sophomore year. Dak was thrown in the mix about... Well, really game two, because I think Tyler Russell got a concussion against Oklahoma State in that first game in Houston, Texas. But he was a redshirt sophomore. Um, You know, I'm kind of going through. uh, Well, guys like Archie couldn't play as freshmen, right? And so you kind of go down the line here. I don't think he could. I don't remember when that, that rule changed. Uh, and, and was that role still in effect for Rocky Felker? Don't remember that either. But guys that start four years and, and never lose it is another, you know, um, I mean, anything could happen with Will, but I think people are like 99% confident that he's the guy, he will be the guy. And even if there's some wrinkles with Mike Wright, the transfer from Vanderbilt, that uh, – that this is Will's team, it's Will's offense, and there's a reason why Kevin Barbet was met by Will's dad at the Jackson Airport when he was hired, and uh, Will Rogers' dad drove him to Indianola, Mississippi, and to meet the the staff, Arnett and Brad Peterson, and maybe some other guys who were already out on the road recruiting, and then they went from there, after doing some things to a duck camp even further into the Mississippi Delta where Barbe and Will Rogers had a, whatever, hour-long conversation. So QB1 and Startville for year four is Will Rogers. And what can Barbe do to make him, I mean, can you just get a little more out of him? He's already had a super productive career. He's won at Ole Miss. He's won at A&M. He's won at Auburn. He's won at Arizona. I mean, this doesn't just happen in Startville and Oxford. So that's pretty darn impressive when you look at it. What do you make of him acknowledging but maybe having fun with the idea that he's a system quarterback? Who isn't, though, this day and age? With with all the guys that we – NFL level, Tom Brady, whether it's Tom Brady, Mahomes is in Andy Reid's system. Yeah. Um, I love that Aaron he, Rod, I, Well, Aaron's been through several coaches, so I guess that's different. I love that he embraced it, though. I yeah. mean, I like it. I like it. He's not stupid. I mean – he got an opportunity to play in the SEC, which he would not have had had Mike Leach not shown up and the air raid not been there. Now he's going to get an opportunity Correct. to do something different. So we'll yeah. see. If he has success in the fall, then that props to Will Rogers. So. I think he will have success in the fall. I think he's actually got more toys to play with than he's had. Um, and that's what it's all about. Well, a lot of the times. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Rick's Pro Truck. I went by to see Casey and the team at uh, Rick's Pro Truck, RPT, and Glugstat this week. It was good to see them. 
And coming up at 8.30, Tom Lukenville. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I've got some Dave Bar 2 audio that we're going to drop here in just a second. I know a lot of you are somewhat on the edge of your seat as you should be on what the new SEC football schedule, scheduling, model, pods could look like, right? That's fun. It's what we, I mean, how much fun are Saturday game days? Well, they're a blast. How much more fun is it when you win? Ah, when you walk back to the Grove, you walk back to the Junction, and you have a W in your pocket. Goodness. That is the sweet, sweet, sweet elixir of sports and following your team. Last night's wins were good uh, for Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Not so much for Southern Miss. Hopefully, they'll get rolling. Um, Ole Miss is rolling. Mississippi State's trying to find their way. They're not. They're far, far, far from a bad team. Actually, they're far from an average team. But they're... We're just... There's fan base is uh, nervous. And I can tell, man, between text and message board meltdowns, I know it's been good for Steven at Six Pack Speak and uh, probably good for Steve at Gene's Page. And because um, you either want to be really good or something meltdown worthy. You know what I'm saying? Six and six isn't worth a you know what, um, or five and seven in football. Uh, you kind of in no man's land. Could have, would have, could have, should have. In, in baseball here, um, heck, you you feel like they're they're two and twelve, and they're not. But uh, and they've got some really good pieces. It's because the expectation is to be twelve and two, and they're not. Well, which is where Ole, Ole Miss is sitting, you know, with only two losses, and and really revving up. Although I. I I don't think they're complete by any stretch either, but they are hitting 352. And the Hunter Elliott piece will be a cloud until... Because once you get an SEC play, every, every pitch becomes that much more difficult. Sure. Right? And so, I mean, you're going to see... <laughs> that's the fear from state fans is that they've struggled in non-conference pitching. So, it's only going to get more difficult in the SEC. <laughs> What's that mean? 
Blake, before I get into the giveaway, I want to introduce another new partner on the show. Extra Mile Automotive. Extra Mile Automotive in Pearl. So a friend of mine told me about him, I guess, two years ago. I did not know about him. And I was looking to get Wilkes's um, engine totally rebuilt in his Tahoe. And I didn't realize, you know, that you had that kind of deal here. And they totally rebuilt the Tahoe, his engine, nice. in his Tahoe, and they did a great job. Awesome. Okay. And, but they're one of Mississippi's top auto repair facilities. Extra mile automotive. I've now taken every vehicle to them. And Josh and the team do a great job from minor services to major engine overhaul. Uh, they really focus on maintenance on late model foreign and domestic cars from Chevys to Audis. Brakes, belts, and hoses type stuff, all right? And that is Extra Mile Automotive in Pearl. They do a great job. I'm all in. And uh, the friend of mine that that recommended them hit a home run. And so now I just take, we take all their, all of our cars to them. Extra Mile Automotive, Extra Mile Automotive. Welcome to the Out of Bounds Show. Uh, Extra Mile Automotive just down from the Mississippi Braves ballpark. It's right there on 80, where you see the Pizza Shack, which I almost went in there the other day when I dropped off one of my vehicles and smashed a pizza. Good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by Extra Mile Automotive. All right, Blake, let's go into the giveaway, and then let's drop this bar two audio. This is really good on SEC football scheduling. Guys, if you want to win an, a, a super cool Ole Miss bag cooler that's really well made, it's awesome red with Ole Miss blue, or a Mississippi State football signed by Fred Smoot, then all you have to do is text us or tweet us or DM us a picture of you subscribed to our Apple podcast or Spotify. Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds or our YouTube channel, Out of Bounds Sports. That's how you enter and you could win. All right, Dave Bartu joined us yesterday, and this is what he said on why change why changing and going from eight to nine is not smart right now for the Southeastern Conference. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You're at eight. You've been winning national titles. That's the goal. And now that we have expanded playoffs, you want to go to nine and limit your opportunities? That's dumb. Because also when you go to nine, you can't go back. So we're in the middle of change of going from four to possibly 12-team playoffs. And your conference wants to make a change right in the middle of a major playoff change. That doesn't seem very bright to me. That doesn't seem very bright to me to make a change in the middle of somewhat of a disruption expansion going from four playoff teams to 12. I, he's right. What? So even do you really have to take the money right now? What ESPN, Disney, you know that you're, the contract you have in place is going to drive the money for all the teams to around $100 million a piece. That's a lot of dough. And let me ask you this. If Sankey does, if Sankey and the presidents and the ADs and ESPN, Disney do this, what will it look like six to seven years from now? Will you lose fans? Because people are like, dude, we started losing. We stopped going to bowl games. Especially those teams... Ole Miss, 
Arkansas, Mississippi State, South Carolina, somewhat Kentucky, Missouri, even that second-tier group of Auburn and Tennessee and A&M. Although, I think you could argue that A&M is in the MSU Ole Miss group. Um, I mean, you got the big group, Bama, Georgia, LSU. Tier one, no doubt, right? They are beachfront. I mean, we're all living in a great community, but but they've got the 15,000-square-foot home on the beach. You may have the 8,000-square-foot home on the beach, which I'll take. If y'all want to invite Blake and I down for a long weekend in April or May. <laughs> um, you know, Blake will cook, I'll bartend. But here's the deal. Why would you make this change? And if Sankey and them and all these guys do it, will it be? Will it end up biting them in the you-know-what? And will it be their legacy of losing interest because of more losses over time and not as many bowl games and so on? It's just because you can lose people quick, especially that group of Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State, South Carolina, who are have proven they can roll out good teams, good talent, NFL players. They can win eight games. They can win nine games. They can win 10 games. They can go to a New New Year's Six Bowl game. They can go to South Florida Bowl games. You know, Bartu's convinced it's going to be a loss plus. You you run the numbers over six to 10 years, that's not good. So, what do you think there? You, You could, people could, especially on those years where you pull Four at home, five on the road, and all of a sudden you go four and eight, five and seven. Mm -hmm. You're out. I know you are. You're going to the beach or the hunting camp, and you're not tuning into this show, and I'm not happy. I love those of you listening right now, though. Thank you for streaming the show on thezone1059.com, and thank you for listening on the Out of Bounds radio app and on the 50,000-watt FM dial, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. I think there's an ex-radio guy that hates it when I say that. That I don't think likes us very much. Huh. That's a great question about the the records dropping. But I also wonder, as the other conferences expand and they can, you know, is the consolidation of conferences going to move to a kind of universal non-conference game approach and the expansion of the playoffs going to change the way bowls pick teams and now we're going to get different. You know, we're saying the records are going to be different in the NFL because of the added game. Maybe our moving forward idea of success in college football will change too with records it very well could you also have to ask if we go to nine will we will we be so isolated that nobody plays anybody in college football i don't know tom luganville coming up next on the out of bounds show espn insider lugs on the farm bureau insurance guest line does monday at the office feel like a storm not with microsoft copilot that feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, 
everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The Out of Bound Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Ah, good morning. Welcome in. The big basketball tournament over the next several weeks. Powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Full bar and food. Plus a top 100 golf course, Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, all an hour away from here. That's a good 24, 48 hours. Hit Philip M's too. Great old-style old steakhouse. The Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge and DancingRabbitGolf.com. Brought to you by the big, big, big hoops tournament over the next few weeks. We'll see if Mississippi State can punch their ticket on Friday. No, sorry, Thursday. I'll be there. Heading to Nashville today. And uh, they play tomorrow morning at, uh, well, lunch, noon. MSU in Florida. They win. I think most people believe they're in. They lose... I don't think so, but maybe they have a shot. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. You can watch the show right now on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports. You can see that we have a Tito's Vodka helmet on the set and a Mississippi State football helmet signed by Fred Smoot and a super cool Ole Miss uh, bag cooler that we're excited about. We're also excited to welcome in our friend Tom Luganville, ESPN Insider, college football. Um, and really, we can go NFL with Luke's because... He follows these guys from high school to college. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. We've been discussing this, uh, what the SEC may do. Are they going to stay at eight with Oklahoma and Texas coming in next year? Eight conference games. Or are they going to go to nine? Um, Nick Saban kind of threw a fit um, last week on what is rumored to be, if they go to nine, Alabama's three permanent opponents. Nobody feels sorry for Alabama or Nick Saban. Uh, <laughs> it, it would be Auburn, Tennessee, and LSU. They're the number one recruiter. Right. They've been the number one recruiter with Georgia. You know, we'll see. Um, Tom, this debate is going to shake out here over the next 60 to 90 days. There's also some talk that if they do this, they may not play as many Power 5 non-conference games. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have more isolation in college football. And I don't think that's what people want. As somebody who has, flies all over the country to call games, and at times you get different conference matchups before everybody gets into conference play. Sure. Um, I have been talked into the fact that it is good for the ACC and SEC and Big Ten and Big 12 and Pac-12 to play some football against each other rather than them never playing each other. What do you think, Tom Luganville? No, I, I agree. The problem is the coaches are always going to push back on that if you go to nine games, and they're going to want to schedule a group of five or an FCS opponent uh, early in the season and, of course, late in the season. Um, that's just that's their kind of nature of doing things because particularly late in the year, and the SEC takes a lot of flack for this, but I don't fault them because I'd do the same thing or I would want to, you get into the back half of that season, man, it is a battle of attrition. And if you don't have a buy fall in the right place, which most evolved teams don't have a buy falling in the right place in the last three to four weeks, 
they look at that as a bit of a breather if they can schedule, you know, a, a Western Carolina there or, a, you know, pick your school, uh, somebody that, that's not going to be overly – Yeah, Wofford. Somebody that's not going to be overly competitive for you. And now you get to play some of your young guys, rest some of your older guys. Not that you want to call it a bye week, but in essence, that's kind of how they're looking at it. So, yeah, would we would we have less opportunities to play Power 5 versus Power 5 from other conferences if you go to, to nine games? Absolutely. I think the coaches would unanimously band together and say, all right, if we're doing this nine thing, um, and I hope this wouldn't happen, but it could, because I think that kickoff weekend where you have the Chick-fil-A kickoff, and you have some of these neutral site deals like we've had, you know, in Arlington. And, you know, you get a, a, an Alabama versus a, a Wisconsin or you get, you know, a, a Clemson versus, you know, whoever, name your school that you wouldn't normally see. It would be interesting to see if those teams that have been more than willing to do those would now choose to opt out of them because yeah. it's a big game against a big opponent. The, the, if, but if I'm an Alabama bow, I would opt to play that game early because you're going to have distinct advantages personnel wise and take advantage of a team that maybe doesn't know who they are yet. True. True. That's, that's a good point. Um, you know, an extra game is, is tough on, on some programs that have proven they can be really good at times. Uh, Mississippi state, Ole Miss, Arkansas, South Carolina, um, yeah. sometimes Kentucky, Missouri, and even that second tier of Auburn and Tennessee is not, they're not in A and M. Although I, May put A and M in the Mississippi State Ole Miss tier, uh, considering they really haven't won big. We just talk about them because they are so big, um, as far as resources and enrollment and money. But you know, you, you've got the elite, Luke's in Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. Okay, that that yeah. those are the three teams in the league, and Auburn can be, and, no doubt, and and I think Freeze will, will get them there. Okay, yeah. combination of recruiting and transfers, and how good he is with the QB. I think I I think he can make up the gap at times, certain years, on Georgia, Bama, and LSU, especially at home, and beat them and put himself in position for the twelve team playoff. But right. but on some years where you pull four at home and five on the road on a nine game schedule, even an Auburn, Tennessee, A and M could find themselves in a in a bad spot and just trying to fight for a. Mid-tier bowl game, Tom. Yeah, you you could, and and depending on how top to bottom strong league is, you know, I what you what you brought up there, I kind of go back to you know some of the the comments that Nick Saban said about his potential common three every year, and he doesn't like it. Well, if you were to base that opinion off of the last, let's just say, seven years, then Alabama should be ecstatic about it being um, Auburn and LSU and Tennessee. But Nick Saban knows what Auburn and Tennessee are capable of being. And up until this past fall, shoot, I think over the last 10 years, Tennessee's won like 30% of their game. Like they, it, they, they haven't even been in the mix. So I think what worries Nick Saban is that he's aware of what Tennessee and Auburn are capable of being, and he's looking at it from that perspective not from the perspective of what they've been the last five to seven years. So now, to your point, if all of a sudden Auburn gets really good, Tennessee gets really good, Alabama, we're going to assume, is going is to stay at or near the top. You've got Georgia. We don't know what's going to happen with Florida, uh, you know, ascending. Um, 
there's got, somebody's got to lose, I guess is what I'm trying right. to get at. No matter how good everybody gets, somebody is going to lose. And then you find yourself in a position where you could be a really good football team and maybe be a better football team than the top two to three teams in another Power Five conference, but it won't matter. Well, and here's where I am now with it. Tom Luganbill, ESPN Insider on the Out of Bounds Show. Um, Blake it was getting on me during the break. Because, you know, when, when Sankey and them did the Power 5 non-conference mandate, I was like, uh, what are we doing here? I'd rather stay at 8 and keep the Power 5, you know, non-con and play ACC and Big 12 and Pac-12 and Big 10 teams. And, but there's and, no and guarantee that's going to happen, Bo. That's the thing. Is no. There's no guarantee you're going to get that. But, and I like the, the one permanent and rotating seven and... You you miss, you know, you miss Alabama and LSU every year. You get them every other year if you're State and Ole Miss and yeah. Arkansas and so on. I just think that's a better spot. And then you get to play around the country and they come see you. I think that's better and healthier for college football than the latter of what we're talking about if we go to a nine-game conference schedule and they don't ask you to do the Power 5 non-con, which means ADs will not do it, Luke. Now, Alabama may do it because they can. Georgia yeah. may do it, but I, I can tell you this. I've talked to Mississippi State, Ole Miss, if they have any kind of good ADs. Arkansas, South Carolina, Kentucky, n- no way I would. Now, I know that they're tied in. And look, I think if you go to nine games, I wonder if you keep Clemson, South Carolina, and Florida, Florida State. I wouldn't if I was Scott Strickland. I'd be like, we're out. We we got to find a way to win enough games. <laughs> I would, lose. It's about winning games. It, it, it well, is. That's how this conversation started is you're going to lose those Power 5 matchups because the schools that think they're going to be at a distinct disadvantage within their own conference aren't going to be willing to make it harder on themselves out of conference. So, well, and, and Blake just mentioned we may be moving towards a Power 4. And, again, I don't know what that looks like. Um but it, 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 it's a matter of how much ESPN Disney throws at the SEC. And, and also, will the SEC cannibalize themselves and take slots away from themselves in this new expanded 12-team playoff? See, if, if I'm saying I'm sitting here thinking we're already winning titles. Some years we're sending two to the 14 playoff. Hell, if we stay at eight, I may could gobble up another two spots out of those 12 spots. And we'll all be riding high. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of legitimacy uh, to that line of thinking. But they also may think they're good enough anyway. Even if you do it, go to nine, you're still going to get at least half the slots. Right? I mean, you, you really are. I mean, if you, if you, think, if you think about it, and, and then you'll feel good, maybe even six to eight of the slots, and you'll feel good about who you're getting matched up against because you're going to probably have the better football team. So what you could end up having is almost an entirely SEC remaining pool, potentially. So let's just say if um, Tennessee had another really, really good year, they finished 10-2, and two, they don't play in the SEC championship game, but they become the seventh seed in the college right. football playoff, all right? And then you look at who they may play. Well, what if it's Baylor out of the Big 12? Well, who's the better team between those two, right? I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm hypothesizing here. But sure, Tennessee I, is. I think, yeah, yeah. So I think they're also looking at it um, through the lens of who would our, I don't want to call lower tier, but who would our back-end teams 
that would make the college football playoff, if we're the SEC, who would they be playing in that first round? And they would probably feel like they've got advantages regardless of who that opponent is. I agree. The overwhelming majority of the time. Okay. Hell, it, it could be a group of five teams. I mean, it, it, it could be it, on any given year if, if that's the 12th or 11th team. Now you've got real advantages. You do. Although I, I really wonder how that's going to work going forward now that uh, Central Florida, Cincinnati, and Houston will be heading to the Big 12. There's just only so many heavily populated areas that could really have the juice at the G5 level, Lugs. Right. And we're kind of, we're shifting those guys into Power 5. And there's, I don't know how many more since, you know, Central Florida, you know this, you're always down in Orlando. Great area. You You can find dudes. Cincinnati, you can find dudes in Houston. Dude, Houston is the biggest gold mine. They don't sure. even have to get on a plane to recruit. No, and and not a single coach on that staff has to get on an airplane to recruit. I just That's wonder amazing. how many more teams there are like that, you know, around the country that can that can be what develop into build what they did, and then you know find themselves in the in a Power Five comp. For our Very listeners, cute. those teams are going to the Big Twelve. Just in case you. You forgot. Now, yeah, and you know what? A team like App State would be in that conversation. A team like Boise would be in that conversation. The problem is, to your point, they're not in a heavily populated area, uh-uh. which makes what they've done even more impressive. It is. I don't think they can do what the, the what we just referenced can do, but I, you're right. They're, they're really good could. programs. UTSA is the one team because they are going to have distinct advantages because of where they reside. True. Yeah, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, all that. All right, let's switch gears. Uh, um, you have covered Lamar Jackson since he was in high school, and yeah. he goes on to U of L, and then um, and then of course he's had a good NFL career. And, and it looks like the NFL owners are not going to do what Jimmy Haslam did with the Cleveland Browns and guarantee all that money to Deshaun Watson. And they're just like, no. And and that's the contract he wants. Um, right. Now, talk about him as far as skills. He's uh, he's had an MVP year. He's also had some ups and downs. I think he's still trying to develop in the pocket a little bit more, probably. Uh, refine yeah. his skills from the pocket. He's obviously can can, can hurt you with his feet um, and, and legs. You know, when you look at him and his progressions from high school to college to the NFL – um, what do you see with Lamar Jackson? And some team's going to spend $200 million. They're not going to guarantee the, the Deshaun deal. But you somebody's going to do gonna, that anymore. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I don't, it, and that's not a knock against, uh, against Lamar Jackson. That, that's an indictment on the Cleveland Browns in a collision sport where there's a high rate of injury to the most important position on the field. And you're going to guarantee that type of money? That's just, that's just not, that's not a good business deal. That's bad business. Agreed. Right? And, it, and it's not a knock on Lamar. But to answer your question, I don't think Lamar would be where he is today without Bobby Petrino. And I say that, and, and I, I just so happen to have two Louisville games the year he won the Heisman, and I had the Louisville spring game going into that season. And one of the things that Bobby Petrino did during the 15 days of spring football that year is he did not allow – Lamar Jackson to play out of the shotgun. Everything they did in every offensive snap was under center, within the pocket, three-step, five-step, forced him to stay with progressions, 
Even when he didn't like it, when his instincts told him he could take off and run, he coached him hard and tried to create some discipline because he could see that he had the skill as a passer, but his natural instinct, he's so athletic that when things aren't quite right, he's going to take off and run, right? And I think that he made such strides with Lamar Jackson and improved him so much as an in-pocket guy that he added to the arsenal. He, he added something that maybe Lamar didn't have coming out of high school, his freshman, redshirt freshman year, and that had to be honed and developed. And, and credit Lamar, who, you know, was, was all in on, 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 on buying in, and I think is a better player as, as a result of it. I, I look at it this way. The way he plays, I'm not saying it's dangerous or reckless, but I'm saying in that league there is risk. Mm-hmm. And that scares people, all right? And I think that's fair. But if you're going to sit here and tell me that Daniel Jones is getting $40 million and Lamar Jackson is getting 32 come on, man. Like, what, what are we doing here? Right. Um, and so I think you got to pay him. I think you got to pay him above market value. I don't think there's ever going to be guarantees for anybody. It doesn't matter who it is anymore. It's because it's bad business. And those who continue to, I think, live in that world, and make bad business decisions are going to be out of a job at some point or another. And, um, and so that's my take on him. Okay. So we'll see what the Ravens do. Um, you know, he's not going to get the Deshaun. The, the other 31 owners have decided they're not going down that road again. And so, Bob, and he's representing himself, Tom Luganville. How about that? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's overly smart. That's just my personal opinion. Sure. When you're dealing with in this magnitude of not just dollars, but relationships, conversations, um, tough conversations sometimes, you know what? You need a bad guy. You can't be the bad guy, you know? And, and I would say that in my line of work, in your line of work, if, you know, like I, I, I have to have relationships and, and answer to and interact with my bosses that ultimately at the end of the day, are also making contract decisions on me. Right. Right. And if things go sour, um, if things get heated, you don't want to fracture a relationship that could lead somebody to make an opinion or a decision that wasn't objective. And I think that's why you need the go between guy. Right. Okay. Let's go to Aaron Rodgers. This is weird. He's weird, but he's so talented. <laughs> yeah. um, when was the first time you, you saw or, or Matt Aaron Rodgers? Well, it's interesting because well, I haven't met him, but I've seen him play as a junior college guy. It's a little history here. When I was getting recruited out of junior college, and Jeff, Jeff Tedford loves junior college guys, um, and he was the offensive coordinator at Fresno State in those early 90s teams with Trent Dilfer, those really, really good teams in the whack. And um, and he had recruited me really, really hard. I maintained a longstanding relationship with him. And then, you know, he went on to be the offensive coordinator, of course, at Oregon, the offensive coordinator, of course, uh, at, at Cal and Fresno again, and then back to become the head coach at Cal. And along the way, um, guys like myself, Akili Smith was a Juco guy that he took. Um, wow. And then there was this guy out of Butte College who, who was Aaron Rodgers, you know, and uh, – and it's interesting, if you go back and look at Aaron Rodgers, even if you look at still shots of him at Cal, 
Look at where he carries the ball and how he holds the ball and then watch him now. And look at how different he is mechanically and his ability to change arm angles, flick of the wrist. Those were things that he couldn't do out of junior college, and I don't think he was really even doing them out of Cal. It was just something that he kind of, I think, developed over the years, and it's a totally different look and style of play from a release standpoint that he's kind of developed over the years. Ah, okay. So Mahomes may have taken what he did and and taken it to another level. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what he he does. Um, most people that that talented don't sit like he did, and you know whether he ends up with the Jets or somebody else. Yeah, it 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 you get the sense he's hard to deal with, but who knows what's true and not true, right? I mean. I think the Packers not having an owner, it hurts them. You know, Luke's? I, yeah, I just... yeah, I think so. Not having that big boss that can get involved and that can say, hey, this is what we're doing or what we're not doing. And you, you may be right, you know. It's uh, it's just different, you know. And, and that's why, you know, it, it, it used to be the criticism of, of the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, they didn't, they didn't have a player personnel department. Like, they didn't have scouts. All the coaches, like, did everything. Wow. The still – fairly true and there was a lot of criticism it's okay well why aren't they as good as they should be i didn't know that yeah oh yeah years and years and years no wonder they weren't any good <laughs> yeah, right well now they got a dude at quarterback and some other good things um and a good coach and so on all right well we'll see hey. what happens with with aaron Rodgers. i like your your take on lamar jackson he needs to you need to have a go-between you need to have an agent um to help you negotiate and be the bad guy and so on all right bud um have a good week and we'll talk soon hey you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna text you and blake right now two still shots of aaron Rodgers at cal and at green bay if you want to use for your social and stuff like that with the conversation we just had okay yeah i tell you what man tedford underrated i mean he did an amazing job at fresno and cal oh my goodness golly he had that thing. And everybody used to give him a hard time saying, well, none of your quarterbacks pan out. Well, his job isn't to coach him in the NFL. His job is to win games in college. Hey, and look, when, when Pete Carroll was on his run at Southern Cal, the second best team in the Pac-10 at that time, now Pac-12, was Cal in 02, yep. 03, 04. You know, during that time he had, he had uh, Aaron and, and Marshawn Lynch and some other dudes. All right, buddy. Have a great weekend. Appreciate you. All right. I just texted those pictures. You're going to giggle. <laughs> Tom Luganville, ESPN National College Football Analyst, also doing the XFL. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. He believes without a doubt that Lamar Jackson, and Blake was over there shaking his head, yes, that Lamar needs an agent to negotiate with whoever all these teams are, Blake. Uh, obviously the Ravens, but the Falcons among others, that could be in line for his services. And we'll see what shakes out with the uh, former MVP. He hasn't really done anything in the postseason, but he's electric. He's a big-time playmaker. Kids love him because on video games, he's, you know, amazing. So he's got that whole social media thing going because of his explosive plays. I think that gives him a little more juice than what he is. He's a good player, but I do think that gives him a little more juice. Because his clips, his 10-second clips on Twitter and, and all that are, are pretty damn amazing. 
Hey, don't forget that Mudbugs opens today. You want some crawfish or shrimp? Mudbugs, two locations in Rankin County, Reservoir and downtown Brandon. Mudbugs, best crawfish in Mississippi. 